that is exempt from a storm. I don't care your last name. I don't care how you were raised. I don't care who you are. There's not one person in here that's exempt to a storm. We will all go through them. We will all face them. I'm not prophesying tragedy. I'm not prophesying a storm in your life, but we will experience storms, whether we're ready for it or not, whether we cause our own storm or not. How many know we cause our own storms sometimes? We do. With our own two hands, we do. But sometimes storms happen that are out of our control. And there was a story in the Bible that there were several hundred people on a ship. In fact, a lot of them were prisoners. It's in Acts 27. One of those guys on the ship was named Paul, the Apostle Paul. He was a prisoner on this ship, and they were, they were traveling. It was during storm season. And so they knew that they could hit a storm. They knew that a storm could happen. But for whatever reason, they chose to continue the journey. So when they first set out, everything was calm. And that's how it normally happens, like the calm before the storm, right? Everything was calm. The sky was pretty. The waves were flat. Everything seemed to be going okay and doing the right thing. But as soon as they set out to land, to sail, not just shortly after, all of a sudden a storm came. And in fact, it was, it, it, they called it a Euroclerdon. It was like a, this severe tempest on the water. And it hit this ship so severely that everybody on the ship thought that destruction was their only option. They thought for sure that, that the ship was going to go down. They thought, they thought for sure that we're not going to make it through this. In fact, the Bible said that, that the sun disappeared. The clouds no, it was, it was no more stars, no more. They couldn't see the sky night any longer. For days, this went on. And then they started to lose hope. And right in that moment, when they figured everything was lost, every, we're not going to get out of this, you know what they started to do? They started to throw everything that was on the ship overboard. They started throwing the tackle. They even started throwing the food over. They started throwing everything that wasn't nailed down to the ship. They said, you know what? We got to get rid of all this. We got to lighten our load. They started throwing everything off. They thought for sure that this was it. They had to make this fast decision. You know what storms will do? Storms will make me think that this is permanent. And so it'll make me make a permanent decision in a temporary season. I want to say that again because there are some right now that's willing to throw everything overboard because you're in the middle of a storm and you think this is it and it's dark I'm not going to get through this moment and they started throwing everything out you see the enemy of our soul would want to make me think that this is a permanent thing don't make a permanent decision in a temporary season this storm won't last always this dark moment that you're in, this, your family, you're, listen, I know so, so many different stories. And I'm sure everybody in this room, you've got a story. You're in the, maybe you feel like you're in this storm. Raise your hand if I'm talking to you this morning. Come on. Anybody in this room? Hands everywhere. Every person, I believe, right now, the enemy wants us to make us think that if I just get rid of everything, get rid of, get, I'll make it through now. The enemy will always want to make us think that the storm is permanent. Don't make a permanent decision in a temporary season. Storms won't last always. So now many days have passed. And they got to a certain point to where the ship started to break apart. But it was still holding together. 
So they got to a certain point to where they pulled out four anchors. How many in here, how many fishermen we got in the room? Any fishermen? Anybody like to travel on a boat? Any boat people? Come on. Who lives in Point Pleasant? Y'all should have a boat if you live in Point Pleasant. So let me ask you a question. What is this that I hold in my hand? What is this called? This is an anchor. Anchor is heavy, too. This anchor, what is it used for? Can somebody help me out? What is an anchor used for? This goes to a boat, and this is to keep me in place, right? If there's rough water, I want to stay there for a little while, want to fish or do something like that. And so I'm going to let this anchor down in my boat to help keep me stable, to help keep me from drifting, to keep me safe, to keep me in a place where I want to stay. Even if the waves are contrary, even if it's windy out, even in a storm, I'm going to anchor down in this moment so I don't move around too much. So right here, they let down not one anchor, but they let down four anchors. So you know what that's telling me? That they were trying to do everything they could do to make it through this storm. The storm was still raging. The sky was still black. Everything was still against them. But they wanted to make it through this moment. And they didn't know what to do. So you know what they did? They anchored down. They said, we got to hold in place. And so here are four anchors that all of us need in this room when we're going through a storm. Are you ready? Shout, I'm ready. The first thing is this. We need to be around the right people. We need to anchor in the right people. You know what the first thing that I do when I'm going through a storm? I like to isolate myself. Come on, anybody can bear witness with that. I'll isolate myself. I'll ignore phone calls. I just block everybody out. The first thing we want to do is isolate. We pull back. We don't want to see nobody. We don't want to be around nobody. We pull over the covers. We, we shut the door. We, we disconnect our phone. We don't want to talk to nobody. But we need to anchor down the, in the right people. We need to be around the right people that will help pray for you. How many got somebody that will pray for you? You got a friend or a family member that will pray for you. Not too many hands went up. Maybe y'all need some new friends. <laughs> when I'm going through a storm, I need to be around the right people. How many know hanging out with the wrong people will just mess you up? Bad company will corrupt good character. How many know that? You know exactly who to call if you want to pump, get yourself pumped up about a situation. Shout amen to somebody. Come on, somebody. If you're going through something and, you know, misery loves company, I'll just call so-and-so. She'll tell me how I feel. She'll tell me how to get back at this person. But the Bible is different. See, when I get around the right people, it'll help me. There was a guy in the Bible that had four friends. He had good friends. He was lame. And so you know what he did? He had these, friend, he had these four friends that brought him to Jesus. And Jesus was in a room like this with a lot of us in here. And in fact, there were so many people in the room that nobody was able to come through the front door. So you know what they did? They, they put him on top of this mat. Follow this. These four friends put him on this mat and they brought him to Jesus. They brought him to the front door. You know what they did? They left him there. No, they didn't. They didn't leave him there since they couldn't get in the room. You know what they did then? They, they hoisted him up on top of the roof. They put him on top of the roof of the house. They didn't stop there. You know what they started to do? They started to dig a hole. When they dug this hole, they lowered their friend. This lame friend, they lowered him down through the roof in front of Jesus. Jesus looks up and he saw their faith, not the man's faith. Listen to this. This is why we got to get we got to be around the right people. And I feel the Lord all over this. 
There are some of you in here right now, you need to delete somebody in your phone. You need to go in there right now, start hit edit, hit delete. I don't need to talk to you. I know I, I love you, but I can't I can't be around you because you're no good for me. And so right there, those four friends brought him to Jesus. And because of that, guess what? Jesus healed him. You got to get around the right people. We got to anchor in the right people. So right now, take inventory of your friend. Take inventory of your family. Who do you yoke? yourself with. Make sure you're around people that will pray for you, that will lift you up, that will bring you to a service like this. Hang out with people that will love you through the storm, not judge you, not pass judgment on you and start analyzing your life. Well, you must be walking in disobedience. Well, guess what? I might be, but I don't need you to tell me that right now. I need you to pray for me. I might be not doing the right thing, and I know you love me, but don't try to fix me right now. Just love me through this moment. Pray for me. And guess what? I'll I'll, I'll get through this thing. Guess what? If you need friends like that, you can come right here. we got people right here that will love you through a storm, that will help pray you through. But that's who we need. We need to be around the right people. Everybody say the right people. Here's the second thing. You need to anchor down in the purpose of God. The enemy would want to make, make you think that you're a mistake. The enemy would want to make you think that you've made a mistake. But God is not done with you yet. You know, there's a scripture that I hang on to. It's a life scripture of mine. It's in Philippians chapter 1, verse 6. It says, I'm confident of this very thing, that he that has begun a good work in you will continue to do so until the day of the Lord Jesus. I hang on to that, that God has a purpose for my life. And I want you to know that God has a purpose for your life. You're not an accident. God still has a plan and a purpose for you. His plan for you are good and not evil. Plans to give you a hope and a future. Somebody shout amen to that. Come on. That he has a, God has a purpose for your life. He has a purpose for your marriage. He has a purpose for you. Don't think that your best days are behind you. Your best days and your blessed days are in front of you, says the Lord. Come on. Somebody needs to come in agreement with that promise. That God has a purpose for my life. It's the third anchor. Remember, anchor in the right people. Anchor, in the, anchor down in the purpose of God. Here's the third thing. Anchor in the promises of God. What are the promises of God? The Bible. I'm tired of coming in agreement with the enemy. You know what thought the devil put in my mind this morning? Ain't nobody going to show up here today. You'll be left with 100 turkeys, man. <laughs> I'm like, well, okay, we'll just have some turkey dinner then for, for about the next week or two, a couple of weeks. And that's what the devil, as soon as I woke up this morning, didn't I, honey? I said that to her. I said, hey, no. I said what if nobody comes today? Then what are we going to do? But you see, I had a choice whether or not if I was going to go ahead and, and marinate on that thought and allow that thought to overtake my actions. You see, because that's what happens when I come in agreement with a lie of the enemy. So I ask you this question. What lie of the enemy have we come in agreement with? That's what empowers the enemy in our life is when I believe his lie. But when I come in agreement with the truth of God's word, his promise, guess what? It empowers me to overcome the enemy. His word is truth. The Bible says his word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. It shows me where I'm at and it shows me where I'm going. It's his word won't return void, but will accomplish for that which he sent it. His heaven and earth will pass away, but his word will remain. It's the Word of God. It's the promises of God. I don't know if you have one of these or not. I know that we have them all in our phones. But guess what? I'm a little bit old school, and I like Bibles. I like the written Word. 
Get into the word and let the word of God get into you. We're about to start a new year. Make a choice and say, you know what? I'm going to go through the whole Bible this year. I want to get into the Word. I want to know the promises of God. You see, that's the only way that I'm able to pray effectively. Is anybody getting this? Are you getting this? Come on. The only way I can pray effectively is when I get into the Word of God. I'm able to come into agreement with His Word. Here's the last anchor. Here's the last anchor. Remember the first anchor? People. Get around the right people. Second anchor. Anchor down in the purpose of God that God is not done with you yet. Third, third anchor. The third anchor was the promises of God. The word of God. Coming to agreement with his promise. Here's the fourth one. You ready? Shout, I'm ready. The fourth anchor is this. The presence of God. I told you last year, this time last year, I did not want, I did not, I didn't have the strength to, to go on any longer. I didn't have it. But when I anchored down in this promise that God was with me, that Jesus is with me in this storm. Do you remember in the Bible when the disciples were in the, in the boat and they were in a storm and Jesus was with them? And they came to him and they're like, Jesus, wake up. Jesus was sleeping in the boat, in the storm. And then, you know what they said to him? Don't you care? <laughs> Don't you care that what we're going through? And I remember saying that to the Lord, like, God, don't you care about what I'm going Don't you see me? Sometimes you just feel invisible to God. Sometimes you just feel like you're invisible in this moment. And I said, God, where are you? How many have ever said that before? God, where are you? God, why am I going? Well, I obey you. I walk. You know, and, and that's what the disciples were. They were, they just obeyed the Lord. They weren't walking in disobedience, but they were in a storm. Jesus gets up on the side of the boat. He says, you a little faith. Why'd you ever doubt me? And he, he reached over and he, <laughs> he said, peace be still. He didn't get the peace sign. He said, peace be still. But guess what? Jesus is so powerful, he could have just went like that. I dare you to do that right now. Do that right there. I know it's silly, but you know what you're saying? Peace to this storm. Peace to this dark moment. Peace to these waves. And Jesus spoke it out. You know why? Because he wanted to say, he wanted to show us that there's power in our voice. There's power in your tongue. The Bible says life and death are in the power of your tongue. In fact, in James, the, the tongue is, it, it goes along with the rudder of a ship. What does the rudder of a ship do? Anybody help me out with that? Steers me. So if my tongue is like a rudder on a ship and it steers a boat, then that means my tongue steers my life. Are you catching that? That means my tongue, that means that what I say helps steer my life. But we got to anchor in the presence of God that the Lord is with you in the middle of the storm. And as we were going through this moment, our intention was to restart the church. At least that's what I was saying. But inside, I was like, man, I don't know if I want to do this. I don't know if I've got it anymore. I don't know if I've got it in me anymore. And in that moment, I had to make a decision on what to do. I could either just give up and just become another statistic, close down the church, 
and just just forget about it? Or do I do I get help? And I called out to a pastor. I anchored in the people of God. I, I was reminded of the purpose for my life that God wasn't finished with me yet. I said, no, God is not finished with me. I had to start talking to myself. Sometimes I know some of y'all talk to yourself on a regular basis, but you need to make sure that you say the right things to yourself. And so I, I, I said to myself, I said, self, I said, I know God's not done with me yet. I know God is not done. And I, I got I to get around the right people. I got to hold on to your promise. And God, I know that you're with me. And that's what helped me get through this moment. And so this year, March, we relaunched our church and we're still standing today. Come on, give God some praise. All these beautiful people around that's going to be serving you in just a few moments. They're our church family. They love you. Here's the end of this message. Now watch this. I love this part. They got to a point where the ship started to break apart. Because it came between these two waters and the ship started to break in pieces. Now watch this. As soon as the ship broke in pieces, they gave the command, okay, jump over. Okay, it's time. We got to jump ship because land was right there. It was able to be land. The ship is breaking apart. The waves are coming into it. Now the ship is no more. It's done. They jump over and they land in the water. And those that was able to swim, swam. But then there were others that could not swim. You know what they did? They hung on to the broken pieces of the ship. And they floated back in to the land. What's the point? That sometimes all we can do is hold on to the broken pieces. Sometimes all I can do is just hold on in that broken moment. That you may be good. you may That's good. You were able to swim. I'm not that strong. I just got to hold on to the broken things. He seems to... It's my brokenness that attracts the Lord, not my perfection. Come on, are you hearing this? It's my brokenness that attracts. The Bible says that he's, a, he's close to the brokenhearted. Not because of my knowledge of the Bible. Not how well I can preach. Not how well I can, I can sing. Right? Not because of my talent. God is close to me when I'm holding on to brokenness. Because it's, it's just an area of brokenness that I'm able to speak today. Listen, I know there are much better speakers out there than me. There are some great ministers of the gospel. But listen, when you go through a storm and you go through trauma and you make up in your mind that you're going to hold on to broken things, God anoints that. And God uses you in ways that you never had before. You may say here today, why am I going through this broken place? Why it, the thing that I thought... <laughs> The thing that I thought was solid in my life has now been broken to pieces. And God's saying to hold on till the storm is over. Sometimes that's all we can do. We can't do nothing fa no fancier than just outlast the storm. Sometimes you just got to outlast the storm. Come on, somebody needs to receive that right there. You need to just outlast the storm. Sometimes, maybe, maybe... You may not be able to be around the right people. Maybe you can't get a hold of them. Maybe they're not answering the phone. Maybe the purposes of God or the promises of God, maybe they're not coming to you right away. 
I'm telling you today that maybe just outlast the storm because the storm won't last always. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Let's close our eyes for a moment. I feel the Lord in this room. The Lord wants to touch you today. Thank you, Jesus. We're going to have prayer, but we're going to, we're not, for the, because there's so many people in here, I'm not going to have you come up, but we're going to pray right 